Thanks for joining us for another edition of our Diocesan podcast, Big City Catholics, with Bishop Robert Brennan, the Bishop of the Diocese of Brooklyn, and myself, Father Christopher Henu. Just starting this podcast, I'm starting to get hungry. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, the joys of Thanksgiving, the family traditions around it, and really the meaning of Thanksgiving and how it connects so beautifully with our faith. But as we would do it before our Thanksgiving meal, as we would do before every meal, as we do before we begin each podcast, let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. We ask our Blessed Mother for her intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bishop, last time we had our podcast last week, we were talking about the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, your fall plenary uh, convocation convention down in Baltimore. How was that? How, how did everything go? Well, the rest of the week went quite well. As we were talking about uh, the election of new leadership, president, vice president, and secretary. Well, we ended up voting for new secretary because the secretary was elected president. So Archbishop Borleo was elected president of the conference. And really anybody on that list of 10 would have been a great leader. Archbishop Borleo is the bishop for the military ordinariate. We have a couple of our priests who serve in the military mm-hmm. under his direction. He's a, a, a wonderful person. I, I've known him for a while. He used to be the papal nuncio in Dominican Republic. And I knew him back when he was over there. But, you know, the, the point of the president is it's not like you're the person in charge. The president of the conference is not the boss of the bishops. <laughs> Basically, the president of the conference is the one who convenes us and who gets us to be able to communicate with each other and directs the officers of the conference, the staff, so that we can keep on track with our priorities. Uh, It's really part of the job is making sure that every voice is heard and then that we can come to some kind of deliberation and decision together. So he's very well suited for the job. Archbishop Laurie elected as vice president and another wonderful bishop, Archbishop of Baltimore. I've worked with him on several things. Most recently, he was the chair for the pro-life committee of which I'm a member. Just a very steady hand, making sure that voices are heard and that we can get some resolution, move forward together. Consensus building, you might say. So those elections were were really very good. But like I said, anybody on that list would have made a great choice. So we completed all that, elected the chairs of the different committees. You know, the committees do a lot of the work in the in-between time. We gather twice a year, but a lot of work is done through committees. And so we finished up that. The other thing, we had different reports, which is part of the regular routine. But one report that really touched me was Archbishop Boris Gudziak, who is really the principal bishop, you might say, in the United States. He's not the only bishop, but of the Eastern Ukrainian Eastern Rite Church. Mm. So he spoke to us about the situation in Ukraine. And we just could see through photographs and his familiarity with these cities, the level of destruction. It's just heartbreaking to see the level of destruction in the different cities, hospitals that have been completely destroyed, other hospitals that are well destroyed. There's something like, he used this in homes, he said the number is something like a million windows have been broken. 
and the principal glass factory has been destroyed. And so he said, think of Ukraine as being, whether it's sort of like Minnesota, maybe Chicago. He said, just imagine keeping your window open for 24 hours mm. at this time of the year. And he said, that's the situation people are living in. And one woman said, I'd rather live without electricity and live with my son. Mm. He spoke about the uh, people, their desire simply to be free, simply to be themselves. So he spoke with great gratitude for all the support, the prayers, the words of support, and the material support that the churches in the United States have given for relief work, millions and millions of dollars. And I know the Diocese of Brooklyn has been incredibly generous and that money has gone over, some of it through the Bishop's Conference here, so that it gets to wider needs, some of it directed to some of the bishops who are connected with some of our own priests, come from their diocese, mm -hmm. answering particular needs, or, mm -hmm. or sisters who are doing work here, but also doing work in Ukraine. So a lot of goodness has come about through this terrible, terrible suffering, and that's not lost on him. He expressed profound appreciation of the people of Ukraine to the people here. Do you know, Bishop, if that presentation was publicly recorded? It was. So perhaps, you know, that might be a nice thing for our, our diocesan social media page to put up for our viewers so that that message can get out. I know that it's being carried live on a lot of diocesan stations. Some are replaying it at night. It, it was presented on television, and it may be able to get a link to it so that we could connect his discussion. It really was, on one level, very, very hopeful, but on another level, just so sad, mm. so sad. Yeah. When you sit and, and you're struck by these these moments uh, of great sadness, but also, as you said, the, the great generosity and love that people have showed in, in support and prayer, it really, the Irish say, and I'm not sure just the Irish, but there but for the grace of God go I. And they, there's right. a great recognition of just counting our own blessings, not in a sense of comparing ourselves against the sorrows of another, but, but really just being grateful for all that we have. And in a sense, sharing that, those blessings that God has given us with those in need. And just that theme of gratitude is something that's so important in our faith too. That's right. And, you know, as we come into Thanksgiving this week, it's a nice time for us. We take a lot of enjoyment in that giving thanks, recalling blessings, being together with the people we love. Thanksgiving always seems to evoke a certain generosity among people in the United States. So, you know, gratitude is a form of being attentive. Gratitude is recognizing God has given us so many things, continues to give us so many things, and is always there walking along with us. It's important. And, you know, this isn't certainly it's a Christian ideal. It's a church ideal that that thought of giving thanks. But what's interesting is this is an American celebration, American holiday, mm -hmm. not a church holiday. Mm -hmm. And yet so many people make the point of going to mass on Thanksgiving because that's how we as Catholics, at least, when we move to gratitude, we turn to the Lord Jesus. And the Eucharist itself is an act of thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, that's the, the beautiful reminder that the Eucharist is, like you said, an act of thanksgiving. And we recognize all that God has given us every time that we come to the altar and also come to him to assist us in the crosses that we're called to bear. But thanksgiving is, you know, there is something special about the day. It's, you know, for me, when you think about just sort of secular holidays or national holidays, 
I always kind of get a little, not depressed, but I don't really find much joy in, in New Year's Day. It's not one of my favorite ones. I guess maybe I think back on everything I could have done this past year and then realize it's not really one of those like, oh, here's the new fresh start. I don't join a gym every January 1st or something. But Thanksgiving is like, is a day where, you know, in my family, apart from the fact that we can never plan where we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner until maybe a few days before Thanksgiving, that we, we come together sitting around the table, sharing stories, just enjoying each other's company. And that's a blessing, I know, for me. And I know that there are people, unfortunately, who don't have many people to sit with at their table. And the church does become a place as well where some parishes in our diocese offer a Thanksgiving breakfast or a Thanksgiving brunch, you know, an opportunity for families to come together, people to come out and, and just to be with their parish family on that day. How have you, how do you normally spend Thanksgiving? Well, at this point in my life, it's been changing a lot in the last years, but Thanksgiving for a long time, when I was first ordained a priest in those years after, my brothers and sisters, when they were married and their children were younger, that was the one holiday that we were all together. For some reason, not by design, but it just happened. And my parents always had a crowd at the house. Not that it was a big house. We had uh, 25, 30 people all between our dining area <laughs> and living room are connected. It's, it's all one big room. And so the, the tables would just spread all the way out. And it was a time of great excitement, you know, because especially the kids were little and they were seeing each other. That was a big deal for us. And that was true for many, many years. Now, my brothers and sisters and their spouses, their husbands and wives, their children are older. And now it's up for them to try to get their extending families together for one thing. My parents' health becomes a little bit of an issue um, with age, so we, we can't do the things we did. Over then two years, I was, well, I was getting back from Ohio, but now now that I'm local, I'm not going to be around for Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I heard. I mean, it's going to take on definitely a, a different feeling for Thanksgiving for you, but you'll still be with family. Yes, I'll be with family, but it will be with extended family. My cousin in Ireland is getting married on the Saturday after our Thanksgiving. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in <laughs> Ireland. Although, you know, there are individuals who do, who have American connections. So sure. I'll be traveling this week and I'll go, I'll be assisting at her wedding in the town is called Eastkey in County Sligo. It's very near to where my grandfather grew up. This is one of the families that remained in Ireland and tended to the farm. So it'll be a chance to reconnect with some of my cousins. So I'll be with extended family, kind of representing the New York side of the family <laughs> over in Ireland. Um, uh, and and, uh, and so my Thanksgiving will be a little bit different this year. I'm sure it'll be a great honor for them. And if you're craving turkey, you know, in Ireland, you just have to go to one of the hotels and they always have a buffet and you can find the cavalry. They say, uh, come to the cavalry for, 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 some, for some turkey and you'll have, enjoy your, your, your cavalry station. That's what they That's, that's what right. They Actually, my last couple of visits to Ireland when I was with priest friends, we, we always found ourselves in Italian restaurants. There were more and more Italian restaurants <laughs> popping up around Ireland. The, yeah, well, the food has gotten better since their incorporation, I think, into the European Union. I think with the entrance of other cultures into Ireland has has helped the food scene in Ireland. It's definitely it's definitely getting better. <laughs> it's definitely getting better. <laughs> Enjoy it very much, Bishop. So I'll be heading over Tuesday night 
and uh, I'll be coming back on Sunday. So it's a relatively short trip, but it's a chance to catch up with a few of my priest friends and to be able to connect with family. So uh, that'll be grand, as they say. That'll be grand. It'll be a grand time. Exactly. God bless you, Bishop. I hope you have a blessed week over there and to your family, a very happy Thanksgiving. And to all those of our diocese, all those our, our listeners, a very blessed Thanksgiving to you all. We give thanks to God always for the gifts that we've received from him. And and we also pray for all those who are in need. Praying. Sure. Now, um, I'm, I won't be having turkey, but I will be giving thanks. I want to say this, that I'll be giving thanks. And one of the chief things I'll be giving thanks to God for is that somehow in his providence, he brought me here to Brooklyn and Queens to, to serve in this church, which is so alive, so rich in faith. And I've encountered so many other people. You know, when you first hear you're moving from one place to another, you think, oh, uh, I hate to let go of what I had and I loved. And I really did love Columbus. But, you know, God's always surprising us. And so chief among my reasons for giving thanks will be the chance to be part of this family of faith here in the Diocese of Brooklyn. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you, and we give thanks to you as well that God did bring you to us. I'll ask you, Bishop, if you would end with a prayer, and I hope that you have a great, great week uh, abroad, and we'll see you next week again. Very well, and I wish to you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you did settle on a place to celebrate, <laughs> and that you enjoy as well. Know that we'll be all united in prayer. And as we gather in prayer now, let me just say, after Thanksgiving, we go right into the season of Advent. So we're going to be, we have many good things to look forward to together. So let's ask the Lord for his blessing. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bishop, a very blessed week to you, and we'll see you next week. To our listeners, thanks for coming back for another edition of this podcast, Big City Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed it and that you'll share it with your friends and family. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. God bless.